This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Tom, I'm uh, feeling warm inside and cold out. What does that mean? I think... Should you should I take you to the hospital? No, no, this is the way it's supposed to be because uh, <laughs> the weather's getting cold. Oh, I see. And I'm warming up. Uh, you poured me some some wine, Tom. Yeah, some uh, from some Jesus Juice itself uh, from for, from uh, Trader Joe's wine shop. Yeah, and every time every time the weather gets cold, mm-hmm. I think I'm never going to drink a dang beer again in my life. Yeah, I'm just going to drink some wine, some yeah. nice room temperature wine. I'll be a wine guy for the rest of my life, but I guess I'll have to move to Ant. Arctica to make that an actual reality, right? Well, you are quite summer, a. You're maybe you're not a wine guy, but you are a winer. That's what everybody says behind your back. I do wine a lot. That's, <laughs> that's pretty accurate. Yeah, they don't need to say it behind my back. They yeah. get, they, I no, know. Be, Tom, believe it or not, a lot of people say that to my <laughs> face. Um, and yeah. I go, oh, don't call me that. I hate it. No, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I accept it with a plum. Wow, and then they say, you know what? I was wrong about you. You're not a whiner. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, I want to be a whiner. Uh, how are you doing this week, Tom? I'm doing good, Tim. I've had like uh, one glass of wine. I think I'm already hammered. Yeah, I mean, I will say this, Tom. Uh-huh. You pour. You got a heavy pour with the wine. Well, Tim, at these prices, you can afford to have a heavy pour. Yeah, but you don't necessarily <laughs> need to have a heavy pour. No, it goes bad. It goes bad within hours. But you just opened a new a new bottle. <laughs> yeah, I know. So now we gotta finish up this bottle before it goes bad. I got one of those uh, aerators. Uh, boy, the, what a good investment. Although I don't like this new one that I got. Why? <clears throat> uh, What's an aerator? It it basically just exposes. All of the wine to air. Yeah. So like in Rome. So you got to keep it in a bottle forever and then it's like, <laughs> but then make sure it touches all the air it can. That well. BS. <laughs> all wine is BS, by the way. Uh, a this lot of wine. industry. You know what, though? A lot of um, wine is BS. It's got, oh, old wine's good. Pay a ton of money, but then make it hit all the air and then, uh, you know, and don't be concerned uh, that it tastes just like all the other wine when you're tasting it. I mean, a lot of the wine industry is baloney. But I think, like, uh, at least in America, uh, it seems like in the last uh, five to ten years, everyone's really got on board with the idea that a lot of wine is baloney. Yeah. And, like, Americans have gotten really into, like, not dirt cheap wine, but, like, reasonably priced wine. Yeah, I feel like the Americans were always into that, except for, like, I think your perspective changed because, like, you only knew wine when uh, rich people ordered it on sitcoms, <laughs> and they'd be like, uh, yes, I'll have the 43. No, because I think places like uh, like you'd have to go to a liquor store to get wine or a winery. Or um, a wine shop. 
No, like there there weren't as many wine shops as there are nowadays. And that, and that's why I feel like it's changed that now you can go into a wine shop and you can be like, eh, I'm looking to spend like, I don't know, 10, 15 bucks. And they'll be like, ah, oh, here's like a great uh, thing you'll like. There, there's a. Have you ever talked to anybody at a wine <laughs> store and told you told them the budget you're on, and and they they recommended something you like that you just made up <laughs> a thing that that has no. never happened to anybody. I mean, I know I'm looking it for something like, that's ten or fifteen dollars. Like Gilmore Girls or something. It's like, what's yeah. your budget? And it's like, I know you like a sarsaparilla in the soda in the summer, so you'll like this wine. What? How would a how would a man know that much about me at a wine store? Because on the Gilmore Gals. Oh, that's uh, a small town. Yeah, right? yeah. Man, Tom, you ever see the show The Gilly Gals? <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. Not not a lot of it, but a don't, don't you just want to live in that small town? It does seem like a nice place to live. Yeah, yeah. I felt that about One Tree Hill. Yeah, when you got off the train uh, in Jersey City that one time, we both went to Jersey City mm-hmm. um, in December of last year. Yeah. Did you get the vibe that you were in the Gilmore Girls? No. Why? I don't know. I just felt like I need to move here. And then it's like, it's Jersey City. It's yeah, like, well, yeah. How calm, did that remind calm you? Calm down, Tim. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Uh, it just seemed uh, uh, idyllic. Idyllic. <laughs> it, it means uh, to be ideal. I do lick the stamp. Um, no, like the, in the olden days, like in the Roman days, you'd have to get like a decanter. And that was basically just like a real wide bottle that you throw, uh, you'd pour the, not throw it, you pour the wine into it. And that would expose a lot of it to the air. But nowadays they got, you know, contraptions to do it. Yeah. This, so you don't like this contraption? Uh, this contraption does a good job, but I have to hold it with one hand and pour the wine in the other. And I used to have a thing that would just go in the top of the bottle. And when you poured it, it would just aerate it. It would just get bubbles in there. Um, and uh why don't you just shake it up no you don't want to just shaking it up is i don't think you understand what's happening you're exposing it to the air you're mixing with the air and the thing is it's crazy like you can it's not baloney because you can pour wine and then you can pour wine through one of these things and taste them side by side and the one that's been through the aerator always tastes better yeah i mean i think that's uh Confirmation bias, Tom? No. Uh, t- oh, uh, I think this is an gonna ad have hoc. To, no, I'll do a blind taste test with you. It's always... No, no, you'll, you're too drunk for that now. <laughs> uh, just quickly blindfold me and then <laughs> this is I'll prepare more this test This is to drink more wine. <laughs> Hold on, know. let me polish this off and then I'll drink <laughs> yeah, two well, full we had, glasses. We had to open you. up a fresh bottle to make sure uh, uh, the, the, the experiment is clean. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, wine's good. Uh, Why don't you like this aerator? Just because I have to hold, I have to pour. You saw, I made a mess. I have to pour. Yeah, because you were pouring so fast. You just, <laughs> well, you just... I was thirsty, for God's sake. Yeah, Tom, you have an unhealthy relationship with wine. No, wine's good. You can drink all of it you want. And the only thing you have to worry about is uh, the horrible headache it will give you. Yeah. Oh, God. Tom, you yeah. ever uh, think like, hey, drinking, like, you're going to sunset this whole drinking thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, that happens anytime I get uh, hungover in any way. But even like uh, when I feel good, yeah, I think about how I'm not drunk or hungover. There's probably not a there's a crazy person's way of thinking, but it's like, man, I feel really good right now, and I'm I haven't drank in a few days. Uh, maybe I'll never drink again. And then sure enough, you go to record your podcast, and 
uh, somebody's pouring you a gallon of wine. That you have I ain't poured you a gallon. I poured you. A, I'll tell you what. That's less than if I had like wine glasses. No, it's not. You're you're being misled because a lot of the jelly's still in the container, so it looks like there's more wine than there is in that in that jar. It's off-brand jelly. This was this was this it one mixes of the, the, with the wine very well. It's one of the peanut butter and jelly in one jar oh, thing that you're. Man, I was never I, allowed to have that as a kid. Yeah, I always wanted. I was always like, "That's the answer to all the problems, Mom. Let's just get that." Uh, was it just low grade PB and J? I think that's what it was. I think that's why my mom always refused to buy it. That she was like, "That's like crappy." Both of those. We'll just yeah. get two jars of nice peanut butter and nice jelly. You're like, you know, this is why. This is why we're going bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I think my mom <laughs> was probably also thinking like. You're not the one making the PB and J sandwiches in the first place. What do you care if it's a uh, yeah? One I extra do step? think I do think moms in general in the <laughs> late '80s, early '90s uh, had a, had a had a skewed view of the the peanut butter and jelly in the same jar. I think it was fine, and I think they thought it, they'd open it up and it would be like a crime scene in there. I think it's fine. No, I, think... I bet one as soon as you get a a, a, a butter knife in there, I bet it. It all goes to shit real quick. It all gets mixed up. Yeah, so what? That's the way it happens in your mouth and your stomach. But that's fine. Much like how you don't want to expose wine to air forever. You want to expose it to air right before you consume it. You want the PB&J touching right before you consume it. You don't want them hanging out all week. Why not? Maybe they bring gonna... out the flavors. No, I bet they muddle the flavors. I bet it just becomes one... Uh, That's what it is when it's on the no, bread, Tom. No, because you can kind of tell like there's still layers. You need the layers. You don't want it. Nobody's like making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and being like, all right, well, to prepare this sandwich, first let me put some uh, peanut butter in a bowl and then some jelly in a bowl and then whisk that together and then put it on a sandwich. But maybe, have you ever tried it? No, it'd make a mess. Mm. I mean, maybe it's fine. I don't think so, though. I like the maybe layers. The good people at Goober who are just like, you know, what? we'll make a mess. Uh, yeah, in that's a- the name of it, Goober. Yeah, we'll make a mess of it in in our. Yeah, that's why our moms <laughs> didn't want to buy it. They're like, no. I'm not buying something named Goober. <laughs> I'm not buying a goddamn jar of Goober for my child. <laughs> um, yeah. What were we talking he about? Tells me it'll make me more efficient in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, like, Dick. <laughs> yeah, like like he knows the first thing about how to do any of this stuff. <sighs> Kids' idea of gourmet is oh, I uh, cut up a hot dog and put it in the macaroni and cheese. I never, I never was. Uh, you never indulged in that? No. Oh, wait, you, you were not to have goober, but you had that trash. Not meal? all the time. Just once we in had, a while, we it was had a special this treat. thing where. Uh, You'd make a slice in the hot dog. You put some cheese in there. Mm-hmm. You'd wrap it in bacon. You put it in a in a in a bun. Yeah. You bake that whole thing in the oven. You bake the bun too. Yeah. Wow. I bet that that bet that sounds delicious. Tom, that. Listen. Yeah. I'm starting to think maybe my family was <laughs> trash. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it was delicious. No, I mean that's. You know what? That's a lot of steps to go through to just make a hot dog. Like you could just you know. Oh, a bacon wrap, cheese filled, uh, warm bun dog. Yeah, but it's like you know, you could just throw a hot dog in the microwave. Yeah, but you wouldn't have all that the the accoutrements. That's what I'm saying. So that's not trashy. That's like I know, but like every element of that is trashy. Yeah, I know. You're stuffing cheese in something, wrapping it in bacon, and guess what? It's a hot dog. Yeah, but at least you weren't buying the the cheese filled hot dogs at the supermarket. Yeah, those didn't exist. What do you mean those didn't exist? The cheese-filled hot dogs? Yeah, they did exist. I've, I've had them. I've seen them. 
No, no, they didn't exist back when we were that young. Yeah, they did. Really? Yeah, because- uh, It was probably a goober situation, though. <laughs> My mom was like, I'll slice it and put the cheese in it myself. Oh, 100%, because like I remember I may have like thrown a tantrum to get them, but like one time I was able to convince my mom to get them, and she then she was like, "This is the grossest thing ever," and I was like, "No, this is great. This is delicious." Um, and I was even though I was like a hundred percent like, it wasn't one of those situations of uh like ah we bought that for you once you didn't eat it you didn't like it this was like no this is great I love this and even still it's like well that's great for you you're never getting these again these are this is too gross. And our families were really uh, oppressive. <laughs> it sounds like they protected us from ourselves, <laughs> from our own worst instincts. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Yeah. Tim, this week we're talking about uh, a legend who sadly has passed. Sadly, but 95 years. He he had a great run. Who are you talking about? Stan Lee. Oh, yes. Read the, the topic of the episode, Tim. It's right there in I iTunes. I often go into these recordings without uh, first listening to the episode on <laughs> well, iTunes. You're doing it wrong. Uh, Stanley has passed away at 95. You know, the whole first day uh, I saw, uh, you know, because everybody's posting. Yeah. And I heard I heard a lot of um, people, and I thought at first I thought Stanley Tucci had died. <laughs> no, you didn't, Tim. Why are you? Because I heard people being like, Stanley died. <laughs> Stanley died, oh, everybody. And, and I was just of. like, ah, they must be Tucci. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it. I mean, his real name was uh, Stan Lieber, uh, but he went by the name. He later legally changed his name to Stan Lee, but he went by Stan Lee because when he started in the industry, that was like a real uh, like writing comic books was like the most embarrassing thing you could be doing. Yeah. So he he wanted to protect. Uh, he always thought he was going to one day be a uh, a novelist. So he's like, well, let me write comics under Stan Lee. So when I write the the great American novel, they won't be like, oh, it's this knucklehead that writes, you know, comic books for kids. I like that he just uh, eventually embraced it, and then he lived long enough to see uh, that um, that stuff uh, superseded uh, legitimate uh, <laughs> writing. Well, I feel like that, Tim. <laughs> I feel like it, it didn't for everyone necessarily based on uh, uh, how you just put it. Uh, but I do like... Uh, Tom, I'll tell you, I haven't been this sad since uh, the death of Superman. <laughs> well, I and I wore news. The, uh, the black armband to school. Yeah, Superman uh, came back to life. He returned. What? Yeah, it turned out uh, Kryptonians... Uh, when they're close to death, they just go into like a hibernation. Is that what that state. was? Yeah, pretty much. Because there were the four um, other Supermen that came out. Yeah. Uh, the Eradicator, Superboy, Steel, and Cyborg Superman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All pretenders, all all trying to claim the throne. So saying, they were just frauds, imposters. Yeah. Well, like I think some of them, like Steel, wasn't like I'm the real Superman. I think he was like, no, 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 I'm I'm just a different guy. I just oh. think, uh, Superman Maybe it was, was like Superman spirits inside. Like, look. Well, some of them, like the the Eradicator and Cyborg Superman. Uh, both claim to actually be Superman. Yeah, like, uh, and maybe they believed it. David Koresh thought he was Jesus. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, maybe the Eradicator was just a David Koresh type uh, loon. He he was like a loon, Tim. You, you know what? You're you stumbled onto something. You're actually right. 
Thanks, Tom. <laughs> but this has nothing to do with Stan Lee. No, because he was Marvel, not DC. Yeah. I do like the idea of um, like uh, having a first name and a last name that together sound like a first name. Yeah. Stanley. Like if your name was uh, like Kim Burley. Like, mm. hello, Miss Burley. Like, please call me Kim Burley. Or what would be another one? Like John Athan. Hello, I'm John Athan. You know, uh, what if it sounds like... Uh, or Tim Othy. Yeah. Or, or Chris Th- Topher. Yeah, or Tom Ass. But then the, Tom Ass? That'd be a cool... Uh, Alter ego for me to have? Yeah, if it was uh, an adult film star. <laughs> Tom <laughs> and introducing ass. Tom Ass. Yeah, boy, I'd, I'd have, uh, really have to have quite an ass to... Pick up that moniker. Yeah, though. you'd always have to lead with your with your butt in the frame. Like, uh, yeah, I'd have to step had. into the frame. It, yeah. My butt would be the only, fill the frame. Yeah. Introducing Tom Ass. <laughs> they uh, say he was born with the ass of a man. What? Born with the ass of a man? Yeah, as a baby though. Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> and at first it was a <laughs> grotesquerie. So <laughs> the villagers were like, ah, shun this this man-assed baby. So by your account, then I didn't grow into the ass eventually. It like your grew eyeballs. With me. Yeah. Oh well, then. No, you'd have a yeah. You you're. So I'd be an adult with the name Tom Ass, and I'd have to explain to people like, well, you have to understand when I received my full name, uh, I really had quite an ass. But I've since grown into it, and now it's just a normal ass. No, but it still looks good, I think. It's, oh, thank you. No, I mean you would get it to the point where, well, look, yeah, I'd taking have, a good look. I, I'd have to. Be. I'd have a lot to live up to, so I'd probably really concentrate on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I didn't say a lot of things that I just wanted to say. <laughs> good, but thank let's talk you. about Stan Lee. Yeah, and not Stanley Tucci. No, not Stan. Well, you know what? If he naturally comes up in the course of conversation. Why not? Uh, so, yeah. Not- been, uh, when I heard this news, Tom, mm-hmm. I thought, man, I better start living right. I don't want to end up six feet under like that Stan Lee. Well, Tim, he lived to be 95, so obviously he was doing something right. Uh, gotta, he lived to be 90. start going to the gym and eating better because, you know, next thing you know, you'll be dead like Stan Lee. Yeah. Well, so you're giving yourself like 60 years to get in shape? Yeah. Yeah. It's a plan. <laughs> um, I mean, he was like at, he wasn't at New York Comic Con uh, this past month, but like uh, he was at, uh, he was there last year. Yeah, like, that guy's never going to, or <laughs> that guy was never going to stop until he died. Right. <laughs> You were going to claim that he's <laughs> never going to stop. Yeah, I don't know. And maybe he's in some, you posit- posited that maybe he's in some sort of hibernation state. <laughs> no, Tim, I was talking about Superman. I was not talking about uh, Stan Lee being in a hibernation state. It, it's perfectly understandable that a 95-year-old man would would die. Uh, yeah. But he, but yeah, he was, he was at all these things up until very, very recently. He was still very active, uh, which is... Uh, uh, commendable obviously he's doing something right well uh, unfortunately towards the end a lot of stories came out of elder abuse tourism that he had surrounded himself or not surrounded himself he had been surrounded by a bunch of people that were leeching money off him and everything yeah. but then kevin smith came to the rescue 
Uh, he offered like, hey, like, uh, you know, on Twitter or whatever, like, hey, you can come live with me. I think I think towards the end, like he did get like there were take a shelter in my jorts. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's always a warm pair of jorts for you at the Smith household. Uh-huh. Kevin uh, Smith seems like a nice man. Stan Lee seemed like a nice man. Yeah. No, I think they were both nice men. Yeah. Well, I, Kevin Smith's still alive. I think he's uh, probably a nice man. He's a vegan now, Tom. Yeah. Well, yeah, he had a heart attack, so he, yeah. he turned his, he, he, much like you, how you're having a scare now that Stan Lee has died. <laughs> Kevin Smith had a scare and, yeah, turned turned everything around, apparently. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, this week we're applauding Stan Lee and Kevin Smith. Yeah. Um, do you think you could ever go full vegan? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, sure. Now, uh, cheese, you don't, you don't like cheese that much? Yeah, you get some uh, nutritional yeast, you, you, you mix it with and some stuff. And just eat that. <laughs> yeah, you mix it with some stuff, you get cheesy flavor. It makes cheese in your tummy. That's true, actually. Like, there's enough uh, fake cheese things that I think are delicious. Yeah, <laughs> and people are like, oh, vegan cheese doesn't taste like real cheese. It's, yeah, but like... I mean, isn't like Cheese Whiz is probably vegan or something? It's pro- yeah, exactly. Or there's, you can get uh, at least to Cheese Whiz level of approximation right. of cheese. It's like, Which cool. arguably is the best level anyway. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, look, I know even if it's, uh, you know, only 80% cheese, like... How much? How much? How much am I going to claim that cheese is an integral part of my life? Mm, I think I I would claim that cheese. Mm. Is, I don't know. There's really not a better. That food like than it's cheese. like oh, if if this was like twenty percent less delicious, uh, I wouldn't be able to live. Oh, maybe. Jury's out. <laughs> okay, that I mean that's fair. I, yeah. I I I eat cheese a lot. Yeah. Um. By the by the. Wheel by the oh by the wheel you get yeah. the government subsidy subsidy cheese is that how it came in wheels no I think it I think that I think a that was like a uh, like a myth no they did get government cheese was a thing but it's not it hasn't been in like a long time though I think uh, maybe yeah, I'd like to try some I bet it's you delicious. know that uh, the government like you know why oh you know it's why like we excess live, cheese right yeah we yeah. live the way that we live as a society. Because there was so much extra cheese, yeah. There were the dairy farmers were just producing way, way too much, and and they were like, they went to the government, and the government was like, "Hey, you want to buy this? We'll buy all this and give it to people instead of nutritious food." Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they were just like, "All right, yeah, just keep producing too. This is great. Keep producing too much dairy. Yeah, Th- this will be wonderful. And then, uh, and then we'll just." Uh, We'll integrate it into everything. We'll get the the FDA to say like, "Hey, you need to eat like a pound of cheese a day," yeah. and we'll teach it to kids in school about that. Yeah, right. Like, uh, yeah, the idea that dairy is one of the four food groups. Yeah, it's like well, it's, uh, uh, essentially poison. <laughs> well, it's not essentially poison, but it's like ah, that's that stuff's made for uh, baby cows. That's not meant for uh, men yeah. like me. You only eat. Uh, cheese made from human breast milk right oh god is that true no it's not true. i heard that i heard that somewhere no i remember i think it was like the first time we we went to london and did shows they had uh it was like a big thing in the press that they had a uh, human breast milk um ice cream at some place mm. they had gotten shut down because they were you know like that ah, come on don't do this department of health came over and went ew gross ew <laughs> stop it yeah. guys 
Guys, come on. Come on, get from cows like everybody else. Or goat. Yeah. Sheep. I could do without. I think I could live never having ice cream again because there are enough uh, like ice cream like alternatives. Yeah. Look, once you once you ju- like the same thing. Like I liked hamburgers, Tom, mm-hmm. and I stopped eating hamburgers. Yeah. All these hamburger replacements are fine enough. I'm never like, oh god, I did kind of want a quarter pounder. I had a dream that I ate a quarter pounder with cheese the other night. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up feeling really guilty. I watched a thing uh, the other day, which really made me think. Um, and they, they were saying uh, when you're at McDonald's, th- this belongs in Fast Food Friday, not in Stan Lee, <laughs> but I'm gonna say it anyway. Um, the the their tip. And I like this tip because this isn't like, look, all these things about like, oh, the secret menu, like you go up to some minimum wage, uh, you know, worker working at one of these places and you're ordering out the secret menu. You're a real like, come on. Yeah. This job's tough enough as it is and and offers so little reward as it is. Don't go in there ordering off a secret menu that isn't like, sure, at In-N-Out where it's like a real secret menu. Fine. Yeah. There is not a McDonald's sanctioned secret menu. And then like some of them have like dirty names yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Enough. Don't 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 do that. Yeah, you're you're talking about the Mick Gangbang, which is yeah, like Come on, can we believe that? <laughs> which is Is this your new Tom Ass character? <laughs> Is ribald. Tom Reynolds gets a uh, gets a quarter pounder with cheese, (laughs) super sized meal at McDonald's. Tom Ass gets the what is that again? The McGangbang. Yeah, Yeah, you know what it is. You just want to say it. (laughs) No, I didn't want to say. Um, but that's like a like a burger with like chicken and fish like and it's just you know you're ordering that to shock the 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 mcdonald's employee which i'm here to tell you you can't shock a mcdonald's yeah they've seen one day on the job they've seen (laughs) more than uh, a lifetime um it's not anything that's ever uh like oh this is so delicious it's more of a like ah say you get to say gangbang which you don't get to it's not on the menu don't say that to a person that you don't know uh, do people like are you supposed to assemble some of these yourself I don't know how I think that works. no I think that a lot of these people push like no they know what it is you can just order that mm. uh but I was gonna say this thing that I heard which was uh um not pitched as like an order. This was an assembly yourself, assemble yourself type deal. Quarter pounder of cheese, and uh, put a hash brown on it. Ooh, that's probably pretty good. Yeah, I mean those hash browns are unbelievable. You put them on anything. Yeah, they're they're just probably the probably hands down the best thing that McDonald's makes, right? Um, surely man, like the, the a Big Mac is delicious. Yeah. But like I don't know, I've never been disappointed in a hash brown from them. I've been, I've gotten stale Big Macs. That's true. Yeah, and like I can get is some... that is a McDonald's hash brown the worst? I like nutritionally I mean, it tastes the worst. Like it's thing. at least half oil. Yeah, and, but that's what makes it good. Yeah, and oil's good for you. You need it to keep everything lubricated, yeah. keep everything moving. Otherwise, your bones would squeak. We'll be back uh, after this with more of our tribute to Stan Lee. (laughs) 
This episode of The Complete Guide to Everything is sponsored by BetterHelp. Tim, you ever uh, you ever have something you really need to get off your chest? Constantly, Tom. Constantly? You're yeah. just walking around, you want to tell people you hate them or you love them or you, uh, you know where the treasure is buried. Interesting but... you went negative first, but yeah, no, I, there's I a lot of things. I love second. And then the treasure, that's also The positive. treasure is the, is the wild card. We, it could be good or it could be bad. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start affecting us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Uh, as everybody knows, we're, we're big uh, proponents of therapy on this podcast. Love uh, it. Uh, we, we, we think it's... Uh, Something anyone can uh, can benefit from. It's not just uh, people who have been through traumatic experiences or going through a rough patch. Uh, even if you're doing good, maybe you can do better. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Complete Guide today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Complete Guide. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. All right, Tim. Back to Stanley. Yes. Uh, Stanley Tucci. Uh, no, Stanley. Stanley Lieberman or Lieber, but not anymore because he changed it legally to Stanley. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the first this guy came out of the. Uh, At one point, correct me if I'm wrong, Tom. Mm-hmm. Stan Lee was a young man. When he started, he started at what ultimately became Marvel. I think it was like Atlas Comics at the time, maybe even something else before that. But um, and this was just comic books. This comic not movies. Yeah. Oh, way before then. This was pulp. Yeah. This was when like comics uh, weren't even necessarily superhero. They were like they were romance comics and uh, uh, a lot of western comics and mystery comics. Well, maybe Tom Ass could have his own romance series. <laughs> yeah. In the comic books. The ongoing adventures of Tom Ass yeah. um, <laughs> presented as a series of romantic comic books. Um, <laughs> but uh, the first story that he wrote on was like a filler uh, Captain America story because Captain America, it, you know, was around from the war. Uh, no, before the war, I think. And, uh, you know, the big one. When, when did when did Stanley start? Like, how old was he? He was like 17. Okay. And at the time, he was basically an intern. Uh, he said that he uh, his job was uh, filling ink wells. But, I mean, that can't fill a whole day. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Uh, they don't go through ink that quick. 
maybe the holes in the inkwells where you put the ink in were really small. And it's not like he couldn't go at it like you pouring a glass of wine through a freaking... <laughs> through uh, an aerator. Yeah, where it gets everywhere. He has to just do it slow. Oh, I see. He had to be careful. But So the first uh, story they, they let him write on was Man, just... Man, you a, wouldn't last two seconds in the comic business. You get, <laughs> you get ink everywhere. <laughs> no, I'm going to aerate the ink. It'll be better this way. Um, uh, so he, he wrote a Captain America thing that was supposed to be just like a filler throwaway thing. But in that story... I learned this just today in my research. He established the idea that uh, Captain America can ricochet his shield when he throws it. Captain America throws his shield. Yeah, he throws his shield and it ricochets like a like a a, a pool ball, a cue ball. Bing, bing, yeah, bing, bing. off of uh, you know Nazis' heads. Does it always come back to him like a boomerang? If he does it right, yeah. I like. I don't think it's it's not like technology in the shield that does that. But like he's uh, a, a geometry major or something, and he knows like I'm gonna throw it. It's gonna hit that wall, hit that knucklehead, hit that uh, uh, numbskull, hit that uh, dope, and then it's gonna bounce back to me, and I'm gonna catch oh, it. Oh, misses the jamoke entirely, <laughs> huh? Yeah. Well, and then the jamoke goes, "Ooh, it got away with it," but he doesn't know when it hit the wall, that's gonna uh, crumble. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah. Uh, and then he's gonna go, "Did it though." Uh, then that's how uh, Captain America got his famous catchphrase. Did it though? <laughs> Did it though? Um, so he didn't create Captain America. He didn't create Wait, Captain America, but he added a you know that the shield ricochets was Captain America throwing his shield and then just having to go retrieve it. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Before it, man. I don't want to look. Stan Lee seems like he's a very creative mind, but like, come on. After. Uh, Panel after panel of uh, Captain America <laughs> running to get his shield back, you would think, like, maybe we find a way to get it back to him. I, I think it was just a, a matter of necessity from Stan Lee, where yeah. he was like, Look, I can cut, you know, uh, uh, a few pages out of each comic if we don't have to show Captain America running after a shield all, all right, the time. And then I won't have to refill the inkwells so much because they'll be, uh, yeah, shorter. the comics will yeah. be shorter. Um, so, uh, but eventually, like, uh, you know, that that company. I forget exactly how it happened. If they were bought by, no, or they turned into Marvel or like, I think like a few companies kind of came together and, you know, the new name was Marvel. Yeah, it was all uh, lowbrow garbage publishing, right? And like, it was pulp. Yeah. Yeah. It was, so like, uh, th there were mergers. It was yeah. backstabbing. It was all that oh, stuff, yeah. right? Well, and that's the thing. Like, so Stan Lee does get, I mean, you know, not lately because he just died. But uh, he does get some flack about, like, you know. He outlived everybody. Sorry. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like, people saying, like, that he, he took credit where credit wasn't fully deserved. But the thing is, back then, like, nobody was thinking about credit. You know, people were. <laughs> they were changing their names so they wouldn't have to <laughs> Yeah, put their people names were putting fake names. Yeah. Like, nobody, nobody thought. Uh, obviously nobody could have foreseen what all these characters have turned into now. But even at the time, like he was one of the first people, if not the first that was like, Oh, we should have like a panel on the, on the first page that like credits everyone credits, like, you know, the writer and the drawer and the inker, uh, and the stinker, the, <laughs> the stinker, uh, this little boy, no lollipop. <laughs> and he was the one who He's got a frog in his pocket. He so his method was he would like brainstorm an idea with an artist, 
And then the artist would go off and draw the panels and everything. And then Stan Lee would like uh, uh, write in the script after the panels were drawn, like come up with, you know, what they would say. And so it was a very collaborative process back then. So I think that that's why looking back now, there's a lot of like, uh, you know, questioning of like, well, who really created this character? It's like, well, these were all collaborations, but he was... Uh, by far, you know, the the, the person that uh, was, was the creative force. He was in the room for the majority yeah. of these characters. Uh, let me let me rattle off some of these characters. See if you, see if you have ever heard of any of them, Sam. Spider Man. Uh, yes, uh, but you know, I've always been confused. <laughs> you know, you always see Spider Man, right? And yeah. he's this guy that gets uh that uh, shoots webs out of his arms or something. It's like, how did he get to be this way, right? Like, show us how the origin of Spider-Man one day is all I ask for, from Hollywood. Tim, you're going to have to start updating your, your gags, updating your bits, because now there's a new Spider-Man that's been in three movies that they haven't shown the origin. They just put out, like, a huge budget Spider-Man game that does not show. I his don't know origin. how Spider Man got his got his yeah. spider spidey sense. You gotta update update the bits, Tim. Hmm. You gotta yeah, keep up with the times. It's just a mystery to me. I wish they would just show it again. There is a new character that was just introduced in the. So there's like an event comic going on that uh, some Spider Verse thing. So the Spider Verse is like all the. When different... there's an event comic, Tom, do you call in sick to work? <laughs> I go. There's an event happening. Um. The, so the Spider-Verse is like all the different Spider-Men from all the different. So like Miles Morales uh, mm. is is a different Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Spider-Gwen okay. is a different Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, you got Spider-Noir, yeah. Spider-Ham. Uh, but they just introduced a new Spider-Man whose name is Spider's Man. And he is actually uh, millions of spiders that uh, form like a um, rat king of spiders. Yeah, form uh. a man that collectively think that they're uh, Peter Parker, Spider Man. Wow! But they're Spider Man. I like that. Yeah, that is not a Stan Lee creation, but he created Spider Man. So, when are humans gonna be, be on that wavelength? Do you think? What do you mean? Oh, to collectively come together and to make be like a, a giant. Yeah, I don't, probably never. The spiders are 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 much better. No, not so. I'm thinking of ants. Ants are real good at collaborating. I don't mm. think spiders necessarily are. Spiders are loners. You never see like a whole bunch of spiders. No, they'd be like, get out of my web. I'm, this is my web. This is my web. I'm eating these flies. Yeah, you never see two spiders on a web. No, unless they're making. <laughs> Do you see that often? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> you got to move out of this apartment, Tom. Uh <laughs> Uh, the so a- Spider-Man, that was Stanley. Yeah. Stan the Manly. Is that uh, where you got the man part of the Spider-Man? No, I think it was just, you know, just naturally. Uh, and it was Stanley and Steve Ditko. Um, uh, the X-Men. Ah, yes. Uh, <laughs> Wolverine. Uh-huh. The Thing. No. Uh, Storm. Yes. Doctor Octopus? Nope. Doctor X? Professor, Professor X. X. Yep. Who has a doctorate? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I give the, the man the, the proper deference. Yeah, I think actually, if anything, he would probably correct people. and It's actually Dr. X. Yeah. Well, uh, well, Professor X, his name was Professor Xavier. His Professor X was more of his like superhero persona. Yeah, that's cool. But why he wouldn't you want to be Doctor X? Mm, too many doctors, not enough professors. Too many doctors, not enough nurses, right? Yeah. Uh, the old uh, saying, the medical saying. Iron Man. Yeah, they made a movie about Tom. They made a movie about that guy. Yep, they made a few movies. Stan about Stan Lee man. made the character that they made a movie about. Yep, he came up with Iron Man. Uh, the only thing I didn't like about that movie, there was some old man in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thor. Robert Downey Jr. No, he's, right. he's not that old. He certainly wasn't that old during the first one ten he, years ago. He's got the name of a young man, but uh, the face of an old man. Uh, he came up with Thor, who's from Norse mythology. But you know, he was like, "Well, what about if that guy's uh, what if we Spider-Man's play, uh, friend?" <laughs> this is a pretty good uh, idea. Uh, you know, he added some elements. Thor's, you know, a little bit different. Not yeah. not much though. Yeah, I was always very confused about. I remain very confused about. Uh, how all these things fit together. It is weird, like, uh, at least in the DC universe, like, uh, like Hercules and Frankenstein exist. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just, you know, at certain points, I think they were just like, let's just take a public domain guy off the shelf and throw him in this story. Not a bad idea. Hey, Tom, did mm-hmm. Stanley make that uh, Bradley Cooper raccoon man? Uh, Rocket Raccoon? Yeah. I don't believe so. Uh, I don't think he had anything to do with Guardians good. of the Galaxy. Well, I that's, think that that's was a good thing. After his time. That guy irritates me. Rocket so, Raccoon? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the way he he's got like a- He talks like a jerk all the time. Yeah. Well, he kind of is a jerk. Yeah. I don't like it. I uh, know his heart's in the right place, ultimately. Uh, The Hulk. Oh, the Incredible Hulk? The Incredible Hulk. The same. Nice. Uh, The Fantastic Four. Can you name Tim? Name the Fantastic Four for me. All right, time me on this. Okay, the thing. Yeah. Oh, you got it. All right, that was the one you thought was an X Men before. Mister Fantastic. Hmm. Uh, the Invisible Woman. Yeah. Uh, the Mister Fantastic is a stretchy guy, right? Mm-hmm. Damn it! There's a stretchy guy. There's a rock man. There's a lady, mm-hmm. and Storm. Uh, no, but you're not. Yeah, there's somebody that can make wind. No, there's not somebody that can make wind. I'll give you a hint. He's uh like uh, made out of fire, kind of, or he's on fire. Oh, uh, yeah, the f- fire? <laughs> nope. The Human Torch. The Human Torch. Yeah. yeah. Do they ever switch out the Fantastic Four? Are there like ancillary Fantastic Men um, and women? Uh, I know, like, uh, like, is there like a the fifth member? Spider Man was a member of the Fantastic yeah, that, Four know, for no. a minute. Uh, no, but I mean, ultimately, like, uh, Sue Storm and Reed Richards, uh, the Invisible Woman, and uh, Mister Fantastic, they're married. Oh. And then Johnny's the thing is their son. No, Johnny Storm though is uh, Sue Storm's brother. Who's Johnny Storm? He's the uh, the Human Torch. That's uh, where I was saying you, when you said Storm. Oh like, yeah, hey, no, you got the uh, last hey, name. Yeah, no, that's what I meant. Yeah, 
when I just said who is he a second ago, that's misdirection. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Let's not drink wine before these episodes. Uh, again. And then the thing, Ben Grimm, he's just like a friend of theirs, I think. Mm. Uh, but yeah, they went into space, like uh, you, which you probably think is cowardly. I don't think astronauts are cowards, Tom. I uh, think they're heroes. They went into space together, and they got hit by radiation. It turned them all into, you know, monsters. Yeah, freaks. Yeah. What? Okay. What? No, what I were just want to. I want to know what else Stanley made. Uh, Black Panther. Okay. It was now like one of Marvel's biggest characters because he made a billion dollars making a movie. Yeah. He made that movie. Did you know that? The Black Panther, Black Panther actually made directed that movie, it as yeah. well? The oh. real Black Panther. Wow. That's how that it was oh. so accurate. And he's like, I need to tell my story. Is he an old man now? He's Yeah, he's like, you know, my time on this earth is uh, coming to an end. Right. Time to tell my story. Right. Uh, Daredevil. The blind man. The man who... without fear, not the blind. He d- he's blind. He is blind, yes. And he fights so many one-shot fight scenes, Tom. Uh, in the Netflix series, yes. Yeah. Oh, this is uh, Ben Affleck. Uh, yeah, portrayed by Ben Affleck at one point. Did you see that movie? Yes, I did. Was Stanley in that movie? I think that might have been before Stanley started doing cameos and things. No, maybe well, he Tom, did. It certainly came after. It came after X Men, right? Yeah, and it came after Mallrats. Yeah. Also with Ben <laughs> Affleck. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So he would have known. He would have had his phone number. Stanley's Mallrats cameo. Yeah. Confused me as a kid. What is his cameo in that? He comes in. Mm-hmm. So this movie's about all these uh, like rats teens, that live at the like mall. Early twenty dirt bags. Early twenties dirt bags that hang out yeah. at the mall. Um, <laughs> one of them is Ben Affleck. No, Ben Affleck is a bad guy. He's uh, he he's like uh, those like illegal things, uh, bad sexual yeah. assault things. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if but, I've ever but seen. But don't worry, it's played for through. laughs. Oh wait, hold on. But Kevin Smith, nice man, <laughs> good <laughs> vegan man. Uh, anyway, it's a good movie. It's not a good movie, but it's fine. Uh, you'll like it. It did very like well, if movie. I remember. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> I think it it ended the like it caused the collapse of the studio that made it <laughs> something like that yeah uh, but uh, yeah they uh, were like oh this guy made a movie a black and white movie full of uh, uh, like sexual innuendos let's give him a lot of money to make another movie yeah and so the whole uh, like uh, the the third act mm-hmm. you know the the hero has got to figure out uh, it was Jason Lee and this other guy. Mm-hmm. And they had to figure out how to how to best live their lives or something. And then Stan Lee comes up to them in the mall and is like, "Hi, I'm Stan Lee." And they're like, "Oh my god!" And then he tells them like uh, life advice, and then mm-hmm. he leaves. And I was just like, "Who's this old man?" <laughs> uh, and that was it. Oh, so you didn't recognize him at the time? No, it was 1995. Yeah, well, or he had already been making comics for like forty years at that point. Yeah, but like, was were, like he wasn't making a cameo in uh, the biggest blockbusters in in the world every yeah. year. So, like, how 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 would I know? So the next time you saw him in like a cameo for a Marvel movie, you think like, man, this old man's really building quite a career for himself, <laughs> just coming in and giving uh, one liner or something. Yeah, it's very confusing. Uh, he created Doctor Strange. 
Okay. That, I saw part of that movie in a barbershop, as you might recall. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ant-Man. Ooh. Yeah. What about the Wasp? I no. Um, yeah, he must have because the Wasp was an original member of the Avengers, which Stanley yeah. also mm-hmm. uh, created. Uh, Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer. Look, <laughs> all these other ones, great. Like I'm not a comic. It's the Herald of Galactus, guy. Tim. Tom Silver Surfer's the dumbest thing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Silver Surfer's. I think got like. It's a cool looking character. So I think like it kind of got big through merchandising. But like Silver Surfer, I, somebody's going to be like, no, he's great. But like, oh, yeah, he's by not the way. an interesting character. Yeah. And can I also say, uh, no, nobody email us <laughs> or have any opinions about this episode, <laughs> please. Um, I think I have a negative association with the Silver Surfer because I would uh, go over to a friend's house. When I was uh, younger, and his older brothers would beat the crap out of me, um, and uh, and that's it. They like <laughs> that's lure... why I don't like the Silver Surfer. <laughs> they lure me into their room, and there was a Silver Surfer. Yeah, they'd be like, "Hey Tim, come here!" And every time I was in like first grade, he beat the hell out of me, uh-huh. and uh, then they were like, you know, in like I was like in first grade, they were in like seventh and they, eighth grade. They were in junior college. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there was a poster on the wall, uh, the Silver Surfer. Oh. And I was always trying to figure out, like, what is that? Is he made of silver? Can he move his limbs, or oh. is he just frozen in this? Because I only saw a poster as I was getting the shit kicked well, out Well, that's of probably me. why he got the shit kicked out of you, Tim. I didn't ask, a, I wasn't, ask a dumb question. I wasn't <laughs> dumb enough to ask that question out loud, I'll tell you that much. What's the deal? Can he move? <laughs> uh, Dr. Doom? Uh, he fights... Uh, the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Yeah. I know him from clips from MF Doom songs. Yes, yeah. Isn't it weird? Like, I always think about um, uh, who was it in Wu-Tang that uh, went by Tony Stark? Oh, somebody. Tom, don't ask me rapper things. Yeah, but I always think, like, uh, that, like, hasn't aged well. Where people it Ghostface? Are... I think it's Ghostface. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Ghostface. Where it's like, oh, your alter ego is, like, the most popular. <laughs> You'd be like, my alter ego is Luke Skywalker. <laughs> But at the time, like, Iron Man was a C-level. That's the thing. Like, when they started making, when Marvel started making their own movies, like, they made an Iron Man movie because they couldn't sell Iron Man to another studio <laughs> because nobody wanted that character. So they were like, ah, who? what do we have lying around? Oh, I, like, we should make a Spider-Man. No, we sold Spider-Man, you idiots. Like, uh, I guess we'll make an Iron Man movie. Nobody knows who he is except Ghostface. Tom, you and I saw the the Iron Man movie in the theater. Together. Did we? Yeah. I don't remember that. Uh, I remember it. Tom, mm-hmm. uh, it was Ghostface Killer? Yeah. Who went by Tony Stark? Yeah, but now everybody know who that is. But at the time, it was like a nice little uh, clever illusion. Mm-hmm. Say, it, like, MF Doom's gotten away with, like, uh, adopting that moniker because they haven't made like a good enough Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. But once they do, people will be like, oh. Once they do, these things are on their way out. <laughs> they're though. not. They're certainly not on their way out. Uh, but yeah, so the Avengers, that actually came about because uh, in the 50s, DC revived uh, superheroes and made like a new version of The Flash. 
And then they were like, oh, we should have like all these guys kind of be connected and make like a superhero team called the Justice League. So then, you know, of course, Marvel was like, oh, we got to fight this Justice League, which we do. And they well, that was when they came up with the Fantastic Four. But then later they were like, we should do the Avengers. That's a good idea. And they did the Avengers. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, so Stan Lee's like big contribution besides the characters is the idea of uh, he was really the the champion of making these uh, heroes more complex, which is what gave them legs over like, you know, Superman just being like, yeah, don't get me wrong. I love Superman, but he died, Tom. <laughs> but Superman, especially at the time, was just like, oh, he's just like the perfect American who's invincible and has super strength. Yeah, he doesn't have a shield that ricochets off a bunch of uh... Nazis. Yeah. But but uh, Stan Lee introduced the idea of like, oh, we should have the like the original Spider-Man was just like a bitter nerd. Like he was really like angry and unhappy. Uh, so he was the one who started giving him like, oh, we should have like a. Our hero should have uh, like trouble with girls, or like uh, always be behind on his rent. And then <laughs> I wonder where uh, he got these ideas. No, he said that uh, that uh, like the initial Spider-Man stories were based on like his college experience of just like girls not liking him and him never having enough money. Wow! And that and that's what people love about Peter Parker, and that's what they. I that, think they love the mystery of not knowing <laughs> how he became Spider-Man. No, because the 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 Peter Parkers that haven't worked like the the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, they made Peter Parker cool. And it's just like, well, you can't do it would be like making Bruce Wayne just a yeah. normal everyday guy that's not a billionaire. Like that's an essential. Who are those incels supposed to sympathize with at the movies it's if Peter Parker is cool? About, it's not just about selling movie tickets to incels, Tim. Eh. It's about making a character. Isn't it though? It's about making a character that has challenges both challenges that somebody can identify with in their day to day life. Like I've in my day-to-day life, Tim, I've never run out of web fluid, but right. I have, you know, had trouble with girls and trouble paying rent, so I can identify with that, and I can see, like, oh, yeah, maybe if I uh, had to worry about web fluid, I would run out once in a while. Okay, but uh, I get angry all the time, but I don't turn into a big green man. Yeah, but wouldn't it be great if you could? I know. They they treat it like the Hulk, uh, like that's a burden. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to get angry and then like, oh, no, I accidentally killed my enemies. <laughs> no, I mean, I think the well, the burden. Oh, no, no, I have to leave town. The burden for the Hulk is that he's ripping through all of his clothes all the time. Yeah, just I don't know. Tim, I know you don't like shopping. Imagine if you had to go shopping all the time because that's the perfect opportunity <laughs> to just yeah, be but like, you know what? If I'm the just going to buy. If the clerk at the store was like, ah, you were in here last week buying the same sweater. If you're like, ah, some guy uh, uh, flipped me the bird and I got so mad I uh, grew to three times my size and ripped through the sweater. So that's why I gotta pick up a new one. That's why uh, I would uh, start dressing like uh, Steve Jobs or like Homer Simpson or whatever. Just wear the same thing all the yeah. time. Yeah, you just order in bulk. It's cheaper that. Well, way. I mean, the Hulk's always wearing like uh, I guess like purple the stretchy Hulk pants. Orders in bulk. Yeah, <laughs> Hulk like bulk. 
Uh, yeah, but Bruce Banner, I guess, is always wearing like uh, green stretchy or uh, purple stretchy pants so that uh, yeah, he doesn't have to buy new shit all the time. Yeah. Smart man. So he became a doctor. Not the best doctor. He did an experiment on himself and became the Hulk. Yeah, but that's better than doing an experiment on somebody else and then they become the Hulk. That's just uh Yeah, it's true. I think he, he did irresponsible. That kind of, yeah, I think he's turned other people into Hulks. I'd like to I'd I i if if any scientist is listening <laughs> who's working on this, I would like to be turned into the Hulk. I'd like to get so angry that I turn into a monster. Or yeah. whenever I free, I frequently get angry anyway. Yeah. Whenever I get angry, I'd like to turn into a monster. Okay. That could be arranged. Yeah. See, this is the part of Stan Lee that talks to me. He talks to me, my rage, my mm-hmm. issues with rage. He talks to you with your incel <laughs> uh, kind of uh, really concerned about, uh, never mind. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Thanks for stopping yourself short there. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't it wasn't too uh it would have look, Tom. Nobody write in about this episode, please. <laughs> this episode's fine. That goes for all the episodes, I would say. Um Tom, say something nice about Stanley. I'll say I'll start. <laughs> okay. He seemed very modest. Um He seemed like he, I know what I'm doing here. Yeah. Uh, uh, look, I know what this stuff is. It's not. It ain't Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. But I'm just trying to bring uh, joy to people's lives. Yeah. I mean, he was uh, like the consummate salesperson. Where like he was always hyping up the characters and hyping up Marvel and all that. But uh, but yeah, in his like day to day life, he was just. He always seemed super appreciative. I mean, that's the thing. Like when he was going to these cons and everything, like last year. Like he didn't. They literally call these things cons. Huh? <laughs> he didn't. He didn't need that money anymore. You know, like obviously, you know, he had millions of dollars. He w- he was not as rich as like uh, he probably should have been for having come up with all these things. But he was still very rich. Did you think he had a uh, hundred thousand dollars in the bank? <sighs> Maybe before those ghouls got before to those him. ghouls got to his hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Um, but you know, he genuinely, he loved this shit. Like he, that was one thing you could not argue. Like he loved these characters. He loved the worlds. He loved the, the fans. Like he could have gone away a long time ago and just been like, I'm rich. I'll just collect my royalties, but he didn't do that. Uh, and he infused a lot of, uh, like really good, uh, uh, morality into these characters. Like, you know, he, he, he put a lot of like uh, lessons about doing the right thing, even when it was difficult or, and you know, that's especially back then when he was purely writing for uh, kids, you know, when it was only kids writing comic books, like, yeah, he wasn't writing comics that were, you know, like when I was a kid in the nineties and like the, the new wave of, you know, people like uh, Todd McFarlane and stuff were coming up where, like, their characters were, like, super dark and gritty and beheaded people and stuff, like, you know, and as, like, a 13-year-old, you're like, this is awesome, this is so cool. But, like, he wasn't doing that kind of stuff. He was 
being like, no, this is for kids. Like, let's teach them a lesson. Let's not have. It's about decency for kids. Yeah, let's sakes. have some decent characters that yeah. these kids can look up to. Um, and I do like. Uh, uh, I mean, his cameos were fun. Yeah, I always thought those were fun. And I do really like the fact that I think it was Guardians of the Galaxy 2 that they kind of like canonized all those cameos as being the same person. Oh, really? Well, they show a scene of him in a spacesuit talking to the Watchers. And the Watchers are this uh, like race of beings. They did, you remember the What If comics? Yeah. Let's just say yes. <laughs> so the what if comics, these were some of my favorite comics as a kid. They were all like, what if, you uh, know, this Superman happened. and Batman no, had a baby. No, <laughs> It was like, what if, uh, uh, you know, uh, Uncle Ben never died? How would things have changed? Mm, uh, new flavors of rice, probably. <laughs> not that Uncle Ben, Tim. Peter Parker's Uncle Ben. Um all of the uh, so uh, anyway, but the the framing device of those comics because they were kind of like Twilight Zoney was uh, the Watchers that the Watcher uh, saw all the possibilities. It was this galactic being that could see all the what ifs. Um, so in Guardians of the Galaxy two, there's like a throwaway scene where it shows Stan Lee talking to the Watchers and he's telling them about uh, yeah, and this one time I was a FedEx delivery man. So it established the idea that like Stan Lee in these movies, A, is the same character throughout, but like some kind of intergalactic being that uh, is inserting himself into all these stories, which Mm -hmm. is fun. And apparently he like I think this happened a while ago because I I heard like, oh, he's already filmed his cameos for like the next three Marvel movies that are coming out. But I think it was like a few years ago, like they just spent a day in a green screen room with him. And they just were like, say this, say this, and like we'll find places to insert this. So I think he's going to be doing cameos in those things. And also, I could see him. That's being... what I said they should have done with Dave Thomas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just film a bunch ads. of commercials. Yeah, I could also see Stan Lee, out of anyone, being the guy who, if they were like, uh, "Hey, like after you're dead, can we like make a CG version?" He'd be like, "Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, do <laughs> I'll that." I'll go in whatever machine you need to yeah, scan my body. Put, to... put me in the machine yeah. and put me in these movies forever. Yeah. I don't make me say whatever, make me sell candy. I don't care. Well, a good man, uh, gone too soon. <laughs> well, not he was ninety-five. Yeah, I know. I mean, when anybody dies, oh, when anybody, it's still super sad, when anybody yeah. who is a decent, kind-hearted. Uh, person uh, passes away. It's a sad thing. Absolutely, uh, no matter how old they are. So, uh, so Tom, I don't agree with you that. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Uh, if you like the show, uh, find out more at tcgte.com. You can uh, like us on Facebook. That awful, awful platform. Yeah, Facebook. don't com. even bother. Yeah, stay. You know what? Uh, quit Facebook. Don't do that. Uh, Twitter at Complete Guide. You should probably quit t- Twitter as well. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. The independently thing. owned Instagram. <laughs> yeah, at your pal Tim. Uh, me at Tom Reynolds. Uh, there's a Reddit thing that you shouldn't go to either. TCGT.reddit.com. Uh, <laughs> if you're doing your Amazon shopping, uh, do it. Uh, TCGTE.com slash Amazon. That brings you to the same Amazon you know and love. We get a little bit of a kickback. Yeah. Um, what else? And our Patreon. Patreon's still a good company. Yeah. 
patreon.com slash complete guide. Um, yeah, Tom, I was really upset. I was hoping that when I died. <laughs> Wait, when you died? That implies you've already died? No, that when I die, yeah. uh, that everybody would go on Twitter and say, uh, R.I.P. Tim Excelsior. <laughs> Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. But now it's going to make it look like uh, I stole that idea. Yeah, you have to come up with an original catchphrase. I've been telling you that for years. And the one word. Go or, screw. No. But see, but even. Me. Yeah. That Excelsior is, is, it is, seems is, like was that's an existing what, word. Yeah. You know, freaking uh, Stan Lee didn't invent it. Right. But he made it his own. He invented a bunch of. uh uh uh, things that are escaping me. Well, Swib doobel. No, that's he, what I want people to say. When I don't. Think. I don't know if he invented it, but he used it a lot. Uh, enough said. Oh, like the uh, did he write the Julia Louis Dreyfus uh, James Gandolfini movie? Is that what that movie was called? <laughs> or is that one of those? Enough Nancy said. Mines? Not enough said. Enough said. Oh, N u f f. Enough said. Enough said. That's how he would end some of his letters. Well done. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fitting way to end this episode. Yeah, enough said. Enough said. <laughs> no, enough said, you fucking idiot. Now, would, would Mr. Lee <laughs> approve of that kind of language? Uh, he can't hear it. Well, he's probably listening. Yeah. In front with the watchers. They're all listening. Let's have another glass of wine in remembrance of Stanley. Okay, and we'll see you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.